0: Hey guys, this is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we've got another exciting episode jam-packed full of lapidary rock, fossil, and mineral news. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rings. Right guys, let's get right into it. We've got all kinds of exciting stuff to talk about today, from the bizarre, the unusual, um, the informative. Let's start off with some bizarre. Uh, Glamour.com tells us that there is a diaper. Uh, It's called the Encrusted Goop Diaper. It was listed that it would be for sale, uh, this diamond jewel-encrusted diaper, but it turns out that it might be a hoax. Gwyneth uh, Paltrow just explained the gemstone-encrusted goop diaper stunt. Uh, You can find this on Glamour.com by Elizabeth Logan and Anne Escalant if you want to find out more about it. There's a picture of uh, of Gwyneth Paltrow. Petrol there on the cover, and they said the diaper, uh, disposable twelve pack of diapers for twelve dollars, scented, jewel encrusted, lined with wool, and of course everybody was outraged. But uh, apparently it was just a joke to highlight the real problems, uh, diaper taxes and other issues, um, and uh, the whole state of uh, of that thing going on. So that's what generated this weird hoax, if you happen to hear anything about it. I don't know if you did or you didn't. Also, a 450 million year old fossil, they claim. Uh, This is one we reported on a while ago. It was found in Ontario. Um, New species the size of your index finger. This is the one that looks like these kind of curved combs uh, for horns, has no eyes, has legs, kind of like like a scorpion, kind of. Uh, It's related to crabs, I believe, and it is quite unusual. They are learning more about it. Um, They found it on March 24th. It was documented in the Journal of Paleontology. It is on display at the Royal Ontario Museum in Toronto, and uh, they have some pictures of the fossil there where they found it. It looks pretty crazy looking, but uh, this thing was uh, scouring the floors of the bottom of the seas, I suppose, and tried to eat uh, whatever yummies it could find at that time. Very unusual. Um, We're also going to talk about how to melt silver a little bit. Um, Stay tuned for that. Scientists discover a fossil of prehistoric giant snake in Ladakh, and uh, this is in India. You can read about it at the Tribune, tribuneindia.com. Uh, there's a picture of it here. It looks more like a, like an anamite to me, but they there's the head of it is there. So very unusual. This head of this snake, very rare to find, it was found in the Himalayan mountains, it says, and uh, extra rare serpent species in the Indian subcontinent, uh, medium sized to gigantic snakes that could have reached some 30 feet in length. Uh, of course, India does have some pretty large snakes in it uh Pythons and things like that, I believe are in India so uh nothing nothing too out of the ordinary. They found some vertebrae and um, feel that this thing is millions of years old. Pretty cool. Got a few pictures there if you want to check that out. The largest white diamond ever. It auctioned for an incredible $21.5 million. So says mining.com. Uh, Cecilia Jazz, Jam, uh, Gem, Jam, Gem, Jamais, I believe her name is. She said that uh, this egg sized white diamond dubbed The Rock is the largest kind to ever go under auction for $21.6 million Swiss francs. Um, I guess. Uh, Twenty-one point five million, including uh, fees, at Christian uh, Christine's auction. So uh, Christie's auction. So quite a beauty to have a picture of it here. It's a pair. It's been faceted into a pair design. They call it a rose cushion cut golden jubilee, and it is three thousand one hundred and six carats, the largest gem quality. Uh, ever found in this uh, condition. It is considered unique, quite beautiful, and uh, you can check that out if you want. In fact, I'm going to write that down, 21.5 million diamond. Maybe I'll put that in the title. Um, On the national news, you go to youtube.com, they have uh, a video there that you can watch where they have some, um, it looks like opal, but this is Alberta, their um, new official gemstone, the, uh, it's ammonite that is kind of uh, opalized in a way. It's a certain particular thing that happens. It has a lot of meaning to the Blackfoot people of Southern Alberta and special meaning for all people as it has become their um, their national gem. All right. Uh, next, we got a lot of news. We're going to go over it kind of quick today because I... I kind of uh, misplanned and misscheduled. But that's another story. The Chinese discover water at the Mars site, so says the title, at the thesacton.org. But upon further investigation of the article, they did not discover any water. They just feel that uh, they found um, some minerals and the formations of them that, because the way they are, would prove that water had been there at one time. Uh, Unexpected discovery, Chinese rover discovers water at Mars landing site. And then it says, uh, found evidence that water has existed on Mars much longer than scientists thought. How often do we hear that? Much longer, much older, much shorter, much longer, much taller, much whatever than scientists thought. Constantly updating, that's just the way it is. The Chinese rover, together with the Taiwanese one orbiter, arrived on May 21st and has done uh, much of its two-part mission to search for signs of life on Mars to study the mineral structure and distribution of water and ice. Utopia Plain, this is part of Mars. This is where they landed, a low land on the planet called the Utopian Plain. It's about 3.3 thousand kilometers, part of the largest ancient impact crater on Mars. And they... Have found evidence that uh, suggests water was at the site at one time when Mars was arid and cold. They believe um, now it's warmer and these things have uh, dehydrated or hydrated away. They say research shows what what is possible on wa- on Mars, namely Utopia Plain. Billions of years ago, there was a more active water cycle than previously thought. Um, hydrated minerals were silica and sulfites. These are the things they found that believed makes them believe that there was water on Mars at one time, um, at least while it was being formed. So not really that there was gallons and gallons of water, but that it was maybe on there during the formation of Mars. Hard to say. Fossils of a dinosaur that inspired Jurassic Park sell for over $12 million at CTVNews.ca. Our friends in Canada tell us all about this beautiful dinosaur here. It certainly looks um, like the raptor. It is a complete um, Diniuchus, I don't know, among the rarest dinosaur uh, skeleton. Hector is the only complete specimen in private hands. And uh, it went to auction. It's uh, sold for $12 million at Christie's. Same place the diamond sold, right? Pretty crazy, Um, nine foot long, which roamed North America. Deadly claw on each foot, just like the movie, the Raptor. Remember, or the uh, yeah, the Raptor that was, uh, you know, jumped inside and was attacking people and tried to eat the kids. It had that tote, that one uh, nail that kept clicking. This is the Velaptor, a small uh, dinosaur. But uh, some of them were, you know, nine feet is pretty big, actually. But uh, pretty cool. And you can find out about this. Um, the other two complete dinosaurs of this species are owned and on display at the American Museum of National History. Uh, lately, in the last few decades, several private dinosaurs have been bought. A T-Rex skeleton sold for record-breaking $31.8 million dollar and the largest triceratops, triceratops sold for $7.7 million in 2021. So these things bring a huge amount of money. Now, speaking of money, maybe you like gold. Um, our friends at Gold Rush Expedition tell us about uh, flag mineral property in Arizona, in the Mojave County near Kingman. And this was uh, an area of much gold, silver, copper, and zinc production and held by single uh, 20-acre load mining claim. The Flag Mine, uh, they tell us, was the most productive gold and silver producer in the Minard Mining District. It was constructed in 1872, worked until the 1930s, and produced $2.5 million worth of silver and gold. In the 80s, the mine was uh, core-drilled, and the owner of the property offered the mine up for a lease. A Canadian company took a lease option, the flag mine began raising money and began the flag mine again. When the claim was up for lease in the 1980s, the drilling was completed in the stopes and it was determined that there was 19,540 tons of reserves. They averaged 0.18 ounce of gold per ton. Silver values were not reported, um, even though there's quite a bit of it there. There is about 19 tons of ore there um, which values in gold, um, identified as ruby or native silver and gold in the ore material. Silver material varied from 60 ounce per ton to over 1,000 ounce per ton. They tried to reopen it again in the 80s and 90s, but it didn't happen. They have uh, surveyed the area with uh, 2,000 feet of drifts, five different levels. Um, pretty cool And then uh, they did not raise the money. They needed half a million dollars. The property was sold to a Canadian mining firm. And uh, that is about it. It has a large vein. It has native silver, gold, pyrite, and quartz fragments. And uh, it's for sale here. If you're interested, you can look it up. Certainly um, some neat history in that area for gold mines. Jupiter... Mines. Um, I thought this was about um, Jupiter, but it's about a mining company, and uh, I was supposed to erase that, sorry. Now, the Rhino Emerald, we talked about this quite a while ago. It's um, 1.505 kilograms, single crystal, uh, is the largest, and it makes the Guinness Book of World Records. Monitor News Desk tells us at the KashmirMonitor.net, if you want to look that up, that this 7,525 carat single crystal was awarded the highest quality emerald for a giant, uh, largest, highest quality emerald ever discovered at the Jimfield Mines in Zambia, the Rhino Emerald meaning rhino cuz it's just so huge and massive and powerful when you look at it it's just uh leaves you speechless when you see it. Uh there's quite a quite a, a okay article, medium-sized article here if you want to read more about it. Next, canceling federal oil and gas leases isn't about climate change, so says nationalreview.com. where Benjamin uh Zinker here tells us that uh this is being done, um, the Department of Interior argues that the Alaskan cancellation was due to lack of industry interest in leasing the area, but of course that is not true because all kinds of companies have protested this, and there was an extent extensive amount of actual bids that were made um, on these areas. And uh, it has been coined by the article here as official hostility to the investment in fossil fuel discovery and production. If you want to read more about that, you can check that out at nationalreview.com. The De Beers um, mining industry, you know, they uh, are the biggest mover of diamonds. De Beers steps in to identify Russian blood diamonds, finding assault on Ukraine, funding rather, assault on Ukraine. So um, these Russian diamonds are being classified as blood diamonds because they're funding a war. Uh, Emily uh, Gaston tells us about this at the times.co.uk and the article goes into how uh, uh, the president there in Russia is using this $4.2 billion of revenue just last year um, to help Yes, $4.2 billion in revenues last year, using this money to support the war against Ukraine. And uh, you can read more about that if you want to check that out. Fragments of an asteroid that killed off the dinosaurs may have been found, according to Kate Hunt with CNN. You go to CNN.com and look that up. You will find out that they found inside some amber... Uh, which is uh, like kind of like a petrified tree sap, um, which is really interesting because if you've ever seen pine tree sap, uh, a lot of times if you get a big glob of it, there's bugs that get trapped in it. Um, everything sticks to it. In fact, uh, I lead a troop of boys that do bushcraft and uh, Bible and boldness here in the area that I'm at, and um, they have been gathering this pine sap to make pine tar, glue sticks, a sealant, uh, torches, you can make a candle of sorts, very useful material from a pine tree, just amazing, and yet here it is capturing these fragments that they claim, uh, according to a NASA uh, person here, it says that this is mind-blowing, that they found a fragment that they feel is part of the uh, ancient uh, meteor that came to Earth and destroyed the dinosaurs. I think that's a far stretch, but uh, it's, it's a fairly interesting article. They found it in North Dakota, um, and uh, they go on to explain. Uh, they show the dirt where they dug it. They talk about the asteroid, um, and there it is, a little piece there they fell. It hit, uh, hit in Mexico and then uh, wiped out You know everything around here but yet it all came back, and uh, except for the dinosaurs. And they're picking these little pieces of amber with a little piece of asteroid potentially inside. Now, how... Well, we'll save that one for less. The Vogue tells us at Vogue.in that if you're born in May, then your birthstone's emeralds. So we already talked about emeralds. They've got a picture of a... Uh, uh, young lady here with tons of cleavage showing off this amazing necklace just filled with these giant emeralds teardrop emeralds bigger than your thumb um just dozens and dozens of them the emerald is a symbol of rebirth which is really good for spring um, of course we always like to talk about cleopatra she may have had emeralds or she may have actually had peridot as some have uh have said um but uh these ladies that like to wear it today usually are on the red carpet or they are of high uh, net worth and uh, supermodels and stuff like that. But there it is. That's the gemstone that you want. Um, the bigger, the better, the flashier. They also look very good with uh, pearls, which is also a June birthstone. Our friends at Fire Mountain Gems, you can go to firemountaingyms.com, they send out newsletters if you sign up for that. They have Western Jewelry Trend, uh, Trend link on the email that they sent me. And uh, they got uh, some hokey-looking Western jewelry, but some of it's kind of cool, too. They've got a nice little bracelet here. Um, they talk about the uh, Texas vibes, uh, the Southwest, the Western look. They've got a cool kind of belt buckle look um, bracelet here with silver um conches, I guess you could say, and got red and blue, kind of looking like turquoise and uh, kind of a squash, uh, uh, if you've ever heard of squash blossom necklaces, um, the formation of these is supposed to resemble a squash blossom, and these, uh, these were first made by Navajos, Zunis, and Hopi Indians. And uh, very popular, very collectible. They have a nice-looking Western tie here. They've made a little pouch, like a Medicine Woman pouch, that you could wear around your neck. It's kind of small. um, And other embellishments that you could buy to uh, do jewelry with. They're not a sponsor of the show, but I think there's a lot of good information there. They have how-to videos. Very informative. You might want to go check that out. All right, I've rushed through this because uh, I... Got to get something done that I totally forgot to do. But anyway, Rock and Jim magazine, our friends at Rock and Jim, rock, the letter N, jim.com, um, they send me an email and they've talked to us about how to melt silver to make jewelry. They have some cuddle bone. I don't know if you know what a cuddle bone is, but uh, if you have a bird, uh, a pet bird, you may get a cuddle bone so that it can. Uh, chew on that and sharpen its beak, um, and also get some calcium. It's very filled with uh, calcium. Well, this cuddle bone can be carved very easily with, uh, with something soft, um, and you can melt your silver, and it can be reused, so you have a recycled silver. Now, uh, some people say sea glass makes a great compliment to this. Uh, walking on the beach, you can get sea glass and you can use them to make a nice piece of jewelry if you want. They tell you to cut the cuttlefish bone in half if you get a whole one, sand soft sides of the cuttlebone until smooth, blow off the residual dust, don't breathe it, carve a design into the cuttlebone, bind the two halves together, and then melt and pour in the metal, Uh, and then remove the hardened metal jewelry Cuddle bones are um, like octopuses and squid. They are uh, make an extra, uh, excellent material for molds and jewelry making. It's inexpensive, readily available from jewelry, jewelry suppliers and pet stores. Generally cheaper at pet stores, especially those who sell in bulk. Make sure that uh, it is in good condition because you're gonna have to cut it in half. You don't want to crack it. You might get a couple in case you do have a uh, make a mistake and uh, use a flush cut saw to cut the pieces in half, or you can even use a jeweler saw or a coping saw. When you cut it, place the soft side down and cut from the hard side. This prevents cracking and splitting. There'll be a lot of dust, so wear RA protection and all of that. Make sure you're in a good ventilated area. You wanna make sure that you have good clothing because you are gonna be working with an open flame, so you don't wanna wear cotton that's gonna catch on fire. You want to make sure to have some fire protection around. After the cuddle bone is halved and you've made your uh, design, you've smoothed the sides with sandpaper and made flat surface on each side, now you can um, uh, create your design um, that you want to make. They have a picture of something that looks like it would make a nice pennant and some other designs that are a little bit more groovy. Carve your designs into the half of the cuddle bone and leave the other side unmarred. That side could be the back. Um, you just carve in the one side. That'd be good. It'd be too kind of tricky if you were to do both because it would have to line up so good. So that makes sense. Um, while they're carving, the author uses a manual air blower to remove dust from the surface of the cuddle bone. So the lines are crisp, cut a hole. Uh, in uh, you cut like a funnel to the top to pour the material in that will uh, give you a funnel to be able to to do that make sure to do a loop so you have something to attach to the chain if you are making a uh, pinnet, and uh, and you're ready the melted metal uh, needs to go all the way down to the model uh, the bottom of the mold so if air gets trapped in there you're going to have uh, air bubbles and you know, you'll have to remelt it and try again. I don't know how well um, the mold will come apart, may, may be destroyed. You may have to start that over a two again. Um, you can use wire to clamp these two pieces together before you do your pour, but uh, don't put your hand underneath it. I mean, you, you want to make sure this thing is is suspect of dripping. You want to make sure you're not on a wood floor or carpet. You know, you'll need to be outside or over concrete not over anything that uh, would be, you know, flammable. Carve out the pouring cone at the top of the cuttlefish, um, and uh, now you are pretty much ready. You want to melt the silver. um, You can get a crucible, a small crucible. These can be bought at uh, prospecting supplies. Um, You could probably buy them online, uh, and you can put in your old sterling silver flatware or uh, other types of silver, melt them, and uh, chop them down in little pieces first because they'll melt easier, Uh, and you can use your torch running round and round. A propane torch, they say, will do it. Uh, You will want to add some borax uh, to act as a flux and take out the impurities, and then uh, they use a 16-ounce camp stove uh, propane tanks, because they're easy to handle. They're about five bucks a piece. The article says four here, but I've seen the cheapest you can get them is about five if you buy two of them together. Estimate about how much silver you need. Make sure you have enough. It's better to overestimate because you don't want to melt all that down, waste all that gas, and then find out you don't have enough to finish. Um, then once it's hot and liquid and molten, you can pour it into the mold immediately and, uh, yes yes you're ready to go Um, when it reaches the top of the opening stop pouring the metal usually hardens quickly but stays hot for quite a while let it cool for a long time and then you can open the mold uh, as soon as it has hardened and throw finished pieces into a container of water and cool it down quickly but be careful the metal will be hot you don't want the water to you know just, uh, blow steam into your face or anything like that. So, um, things you're going to need are scrap silver, cuttlefish bone, cremic crucible, borax, sandpaper, propane, torch propane, fire, bicker, fire brick or concrete board, binding wire or, or a steel clamp, flush cut saw, carving tools, manual air blower, perhaps, uh, also safety glasses, heat resistant gloves. And I would say keep some sort of, uh, fire extinguisher or bucket of water around, um, even outside. Just, just never can be too safe, right? Guys, that is about it. I want to thank you for tuning in to Radical Rocks. Remember, rockhounds don't die, they petrify.